continuing completed classics, fulfilling failed franchises, reinvigorating reviled rehashes. It's the follow-up showdown with Paul Getz, Travis McMaster, and Lauren Accordion. Oh, hi, uppers. Are you okay, downers? And welcome to the follow-up showdown to Nerds in Quarantine, where we give worthy second chapters to stories that don't have them. If this is the first time you're tuning in, the way it works is we explore a movie with either no sequel or a disappointing one, and each take a turn pitching our version of the best possible continuation until a winner is chosen. Now, the we I'm referring to includes myself and my guests, who today are a pair of lovely lovebirds that I have had the pleasure of knowing since college. She is an extremely talented actor and active streamer, while he is a filmmaker, editor, slash room fanatic, Aaron Marie Hogan and Nick Gardner. Oh, hi, guys. Didn't know it was you. Oh, what a surprise. Hello. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. <laughs> and the movie we were talking about today is the 2003 disaster piece, often called the worst movie ever made, The Room. And I'm super excited to do this with you guys because it was with you that I saw this for the very first time. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. There is no joy I get in life more than introducing people to this cinematic genius. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I had read The Disaster Artist, the book, before I went to see uh, the movie. Read it just out of weird interest. And then I really wanted to see the movie. And your guys's invite lined up perfectly we went to the famous theater where it premiered right that's where it premiered right in westwood mm -hmm. and tommy was there and it just could not have been more amazing and it definitely even having read the book way exceeded my expectations for it <laughs> <laughs> he's a larger than life character seeing him in person it was like you are exactly what i expected you to be but somehow you are so much more yeah. <laughs> I found that it's impossible to fake Tommy Wiseau. If you think it's him, it's definitely him because no one can sincerely do a Tommy Wiseau like Tommy Wiseau can. Many have tried. <laughs> I'm going to be keeping track somehow in this episode of how many times any of us slip into the voice because oh. I find <laughs> that while it's rare someone does a perfect Tommy Wiseau, it is always fun to try. True. I did want to offer it up to one of you guys if you were interested in doing what's normally our Travis McMaster Minute. A Minute with McMaster. In which we break down everything that happens in the movie in one minute. Do you think either of you would be up for the challenge? Oh, man. <laughs> I, could give it, I could give it a shot. Okay. The movie does so... There's so much that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, there is and there isn't. You know what I mean? I feel like it is going to be a little bit hard to get everything in, but we'll see how you do. So let me know when you're ready. Okay. Go. We open on San Francisco. Tommy walks in the room. He has flowers behind his back. Anything for my princess. Sex scene. Exit <laughs> sex scene. I love Tommy. Mom enters. I don't love Tommy. Mom leaves. Tommy enters again. Sex scene. <laughs> Uh, Dan oh, I forgot. No, Danny entered. Denny, Denny entered before. Tried to interrupt sex scene. Weird. Forget about that. Okay. Mark, Mark enters. Mark has a conversation. They're all friends. They all leave. They all come back. They all go to the roof. They all come back downstairs. Um, 
let's see. Uh, we, we start to get the idea that, uh, that Lisa is a manipulative bitch. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, mom shows up again. Mom has breast cancer. Um, <laughs> let's see. Mom leaves again. But don't worry about um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Mark, Mark comes in. Tommy's not there. Sex scene. Uh, Mark leaves. Uh, Tommy comes back. They drink scotchka. Uh, they, uh, and then also a short sex scene. Um, next day. Oh, shit. I'm out of time. You're out of time, but. I mean, I was just going to let that go. That was very enjoyable. <laughs> tuxedos, tuxedos, football, suicide. There, I'm done. Okay. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that is about it. And also, his name is Johnny, I guess is the biggest note I have on, on Oh, your yeah, break. sure, sure. <laughs> but it's, I mean, is it, though? Is yeah. It? <laughs> a very good point. This is going to be an interesting episode because it's like my writer, director, actor notes, all those kind of things aren't as prevalent this time because this is such a well-known movie especially probably in the podcast world and, and and on the internet where it's sort of like everything about it is pretty well known it's maybe widely started yeah. by literally yes. one for many reasons <laughs> there's a memoir written by greg sestero the co-star of the movie and then it was made into the 2017 movie the disaster artist with james franco so everybody maybe knows it best from that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where most of the room heads are. I've recently <laughs> talked to a couple of people that I that I play video games with who have not seen it, but have seen The Disaster Artist. And they don't seem to understand that they need to watch The Room. It is equally, if not more ridiculous than The Disaster Artist makes it out to be. While I enjoy The Disaster Artist, The Room is a more enjoyable experience. Agreed. There really is something uniquely ridiculous and enjoyable about the room that you cannot accidentally create. <laughs> I think we I think we've had this conversation before that like the perfect bad movie is just a combination of passion and drive and complete lack of talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yet he has a star quality. To his, <laughs> to his lack of talent, because if you had that same yeah. movie with that same plot, even all that same dialogue, but an actor who was more on the level of everyone else in the movie, it would be really boring. Whereas he's all American hero. Yeah, right. He's not a villain. He's not a villain. He's all American hero. He's an everyman, <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> You'll see yourself in this movie. <laughs> I remember right after the movie, stepping outside with you guys, and one of the first things I said was like, I feel like it's clear that he got cheated on at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was exactly what you both just were like, yeah, I think that's clear. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> A well-known thing about Tommy Wiseau, the man himself, is that he's very secretive. Nobody knows where he's from. Nobody where, where, knows where his money you comes from. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This he grew breakup, up. Yeah, this breakup could have <laughs> happened at any point in the past, present, or future. How yeah. old he was and how old he is now is still unclear. According to TommyWisso.com, he is just now 51. Oh, okay. Which is the same age as Greg, right? Greg's 51 as yes. well. Yes. <laughs> Clearly the same age. Um, <laughs> well, I know, you know, and there's lots of speculation about where the money came from. Uh, the I feel like the... Most well-known one is there was a car accident, or at least I know that he was in a car accident at some point. It's a yeah. Part of his it's something about him being a hockey player as well. 
Really? I haven't heard that. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one either. I thought... I swear it was you who told me that, but I heard that somewhere that he used to be a hockey player as well. He owned a bunch of buildings in San Francisco, though. So like whether he invested early on and got those, I don't know how you get into the San Francisco real estate market early, quote unquote, as a um, a teenager from the bayou moving there in the uh, right. early 80s. But uh, who knows, man? Right. Because in yeah. the Probably early 2000s, he would have been 19. <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> boy, have you guys seen? Uh, I, I'm jumping ahead here, but uh, have you guys seen pictures of the guy who plays Denny now? No, no. Well, he how he is was... his hairline holding up? I was wondering. Oh, it's because it's that was back. something I was mesmerized by <laughs> rewatching it. I was like, I don't remember that hairline, and it's pretty epic. But the whole movie is so epic that I guess yeah. it got lost. I mean, I remember him being creepy and seeming too old for the things he was doing, but he seemed right. even more too old than I remembered this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the character is also too old to be doing what he's doing, even as written. He's supposed to be in college, right? I mean, yeah, he's supposed, yeah to be he's supposed to be in college. And those yeah. are things that a very small child might do if they had like a social disorder. So something is wrong with Tenny yeah. throughout <laughs> the entire thing. One of my fun facts, I came across a really fun fan theory that I like that Denny is a house cat <laughs> played by a person, which I think works for almost every scene with the exception of the uh, Chris R. drug dealer scene. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I can't see a man on a roof demanding money from a cat. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, a cat wouldn't have given a fuck about that anyway. He would have just walked away. Well, no, I guess it's maybe not that scene, but it's another rooftop scene where Denny talks about his girlfriend that we never see that apparently lives. Oh, he also building. loves her. He loves he, Lisa. He also loves her. He's in love yeah. with Lisa, but he's, he loves his girlfriend and he's... wants to marry and have babies with her. With Elizabeth, I think. Elizabeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone in this movie's got a name, no matter how insignificant their role. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Is, it's something that a bunch of struggling actors would write. No one wants to see party guest number three on a IMDb page. I need a name. Although they yeah, remember it, Betty, that's her name. That's like a bunch of actors who don't understand the business yet. That's exactly what they would do. I did note that in the credits, with the exception of all of the coffee shop customers are just coffee shop one, coffee shop two. Yeah, and it's not coffee shop guests, it's just coffee right. shop number one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Multiple coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> They're all coffee shops. There are no humans in that scene, just yeah. many coffee shops. Ordering cheesecake. Um, yeah, the cheesecake is the knife for it. Yeah. Best acting in the entire movie, by the way. Um, but yes, to answer your question about Denny's hairline, it is way back, and it is almost entirely white gray. Um, he looks so that's how really scary. old he was then. Okay. He was 26. <laughs> he was older yeah. than Greg. Well, the only things I feel like are worth noting, the budget on the movie was $6 million. Everybody always asks how. Um, <laughs> I know. We bought all the equipment. Yeah, well, they bought all the equipment, and they also shot both digital and film for yes, everything on a custom camera mount with the cameras filming at the same time. Um, with the crew that knows what they're doing and multiple custom built sets. The rooftop, of yeah. course, surrounded by the green screen, which of course contains the shed that functions as the entrance exit to the building. The apartment itself was a set with a staircase that 
didn't exist or function. 400, 400 square, square foot apartment with two stories. <laughs> yeah, no kitchen. Uh, and the alley, which was a recreation of an alley that existed. I feel like that's pretty famous from the trailer for the disaster artist that they just built a completely unnecessarily shot. Uh, a real Hollywood movie. Yeah. Also, if Otami owns buildings, they could have done the rooftop on one of his buildings. <laughs> I, yeah. True. That could have been done, but different decisions were made, and that's what makes it so epic. Yeah, every single choice made. And there, I'm, again, jumping ahead here, but I feel like it's very clear that what he wants most to do as an actor is act passionately like Marlon Brando. Um, yeah. Yet when you get to the scene that is specifically for that, the uh, tearing apart of the apartment scene, while he is yelling and breaking things, he is so dispassionate in his movements. It's like he can't focus on moving his arms and yelling at the same time. Does, he does grind that red dress passionately. That is, <laughs> he nails that part, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And really his... Literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> and I would say in general, his grinding is passionate throughout mm -hmm. poor understanding of anatomy perhaps but <laughs> <laughs> but that that ass we all wanted it oh he gave us yeah. he gave it to us so then other projects before and since that tommy's been involved with greg has referred to a super eight student film that tommy made called robbery doesn't pay that I guess is, that's a lost one we won't be able to see. There's a documentary he directed and appears in called Homeless in America that I don't know if that's findable. I've searched deeply for both of those with, with the hope that I would find them, but I've struck out. Um, and then since most of his stuff has been more parody stuff, Adult Swim shows. I know Tim and Eric did a full episode featuring just him. And I know when we saw The Room, there was like previews for that Neighbors show, which looked horrible. Right. Um, it was. <laughs> oh, so you watched that? No, I watched the whole web series. Yeah, it was it was painful. He, I mean, Tommy plays two characters, principal and then like the building super or whatever. But it's just it's it's exactly what I was talking about, where it's you have to have this this passion and drive and just this complete ignorance of what you're doing being completely strange and mm -hmm. it's way too self-aware and it's just trying to capture the lightning in the bottle that the room was yeah but but doing it so intentionally that it just falls flat sure the one that i have interest in and i'm hoping you'll let me know if it's a if it's a go or not that is out there right now is a two-part movie written by greg sestero called best fiends starring the two of them uh, i've yes. not seen it it doesn't look like it's the same vibe i think it's funny that it's a two-part movie <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, I guess because it's written by greg i just he seems at least a little more normal yeah yeah he yeah. seems to be fairly self-aware to be honest which i think is something that that tommy just lacks which is what's so awful in a person but fabulous about tommy why so and he does seem kind you know what i mean it's not like i want bad things for him um, yeah he definitely doesn't seem like somebody who's out to hurt anybody 
though it seems like in the filming of this he may have <laughs> <laughs> yes i thought that this time around i wasn't going to notice anything new but one thing i did notice that i didn't notice before is like i paid special attention to see what happens to chris r after they wrestle the gun away from him and i never clocked the line that tommy says which is let's take him to the police yeah <laughs> right <laughs> And they're gone for a total of two minutes. So either the police station is next door or they walked him outside and said, you need to go take yourself to the police station. Well, please. does I was actually wondering yeah. about, did Mark come back? Because I know Johnny comes back. They both come back. They both come back. Right? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. They all cry and hug afterwards. And, right. And yeah. They're all disappointed in Denny, but they love him. And I did. Yeah, so who cares about selling drugs? I many times over the years check myself as to whether or not the character is Denny or Danny, but only because yeah. of Tommy's accent and how fun it Correct. is to assume it's Danny. I always say yeah. Denny. Yeah. I always say Danny. Yeah. Uh, last night was the first time that I actually was like, oh, damn, his name's Denny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've always thought yeah. it was Danny. They all just say, oh, hi, Danny. <laughs> I feel like everybody else's name is really basic, too. I, I guess Denny's a name. I mean, yeah. the only name that has really any pizzazz is chris r which is yeah. just chris r is an amazing name. i yeah. hope that guy is an epic rapper right now which by the way i will say out of all the great performances in the disaster artist uh zach efron as chris r was the best oh man i have a particular love for nathan fielder as uh <laughs> as peter peter as well <laughs> yeah um but I think it's, it was hard for me to know whether it was the performance or just watching him in that big suit and like. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> this man is a psychologist. He's the smartest of all of them. Why is he the only one whose suit can't be bothered to be fit in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, they all keep asking him for advice. And then like 30 seconds later, they're like, don't tell me what to do yeah. or what to think. Yeah. yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> The what? violent bursts uh, from Greg in particular are really like consistent throughout the movie. In fact, something I was noticing in this rewatch was there are, well, I believe that they are all just wrong choices. If you read into them wanting it to work enough, there are like enough clues that Lisa, because I feel like a big uh, point of contention is that she says she loves Johnny, but she also says she hates Johnny. But I think it's mostly she doesn't like him. Yeah, I think Peter's 100% correct when he says that she's a sociopath. Right. Which she clearly learned from her mother. Yeah, and her mother, who's always <laughs> defending her staying with Johnny, but only because of money, and who really oh is God. so nonchalant, even in her, like, insistence. She's like, well, but whatever. I gotta go. Even, you know, her friend who who tries to hear her out and tell her the right thing to do but also michelle, keep her secret right? like yeah. michelle yeah, yeah she but everybody that lisa confides in about this tells her well johnny buys you stuff so don't break his heart he bought you a car that one time it, it's important to note then that claudette turns on johnny instantly the second he won't give her friend the down payment for a house oh yeah yes <laughs> Well, and yes. at that point, it's because he didn't get his promotion. They all, sure, all they care yeah. about is that promotion. And yeah, yeah. I, Lisa clearly learned this somewhere. <laughs> well, and it's, I feel like it's important to note, you, everyone that Lisa confides in is everyone besides Johnny. Mm -hmm. Like every, every other Everybody character in the knows. movie knows what's everyone going on. Knows, and they're all, yeah, they're all saying, don't hurt Johnny. Well, they do also say, 
he's sensitive it will destroy him. So, like, they all know True. he'll probably kill himself. But they all just sit there saying, yeah, no, continue to lead him on. It's the right thing to do. After everything blows up in Lisa's face, kind of, every, like, the confrontation happens, everybody, Johnny finds out. Claudette has the same amount of nonchalance in her life. Oh, Johnny's a, a smart man. He'll come around. Like, there's no... Yeah. You, I told you. I mean, there's no, like, wrap-up to that. But then the other thing I wanted to note was that throughout the movie, it's a thing. She says she hit him. He says he didn't. He tells Mark he didn't. He tells himself he didn't. He tells Lisa he didn't. But in the scene where he tells Lisa he didn't, we do see him shove her twice. Yeah. yeah. He's defending himself against <laughs> alleged domestic abuse. Yeah. And proceeds to domestically abuse this woman. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me question whether he did or didn't, especially because we do know she got him drunk, which he's not she, used to. On scotchka, which is Everyone exact, knows Johnny doesn't drink. And what I give yeah. somebody who doesn't drink is definitely scotch and vodka, mm -hmm. full glass, and a tumbler, no ice. But it, it tastes, tastes good. good. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, it tastes good. <laughs> it tastes good. The nonchalant thing also is, is, you know, when Johnny confronts Mark and her, we cut forward and the party is just continuing with the two of them slow dancing as if nothing happened if, the entire yeah. party. Well, it's so confusing. They're not just slow dancing, they're <laughs> kissing each other in front of yeah. everybody. And what's what's so bizarre is to break that up at all. Because <laughs> the fight happens and then Johnny goes, I'm sorry, Mark. I, he drops it. Yeah. <laughs> right, and then comes back in and starts another confrontation yeah. right. as why, though he's surprised. Yeah, why couldn't that scene have just continued? It's so... I think they wanted to figure out a way to get in uh, Michelle and Mike feeding each other cake again, briefly. That might have been why. Which, oh. Well, I mean, it's detrimental <laughs> to the storyline that these two people we have no emotional attachment to feed each other cake and just always horny for it and then that's another that's another thing i wanted to mention is lisa leads everybody outside doesn't <laughs> go outside so she yeah. can make out with mark then gets caught by steven right the peter replacement i don't yeah that guy <laughs> i don't remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but then goes outside and then at the end of that goes let's everybody let's go back inside and eat cake when we already mm -hmm. saw mike and michelle eating cake which made me assume everybody was already eating cake, but then... We did see the table, and there was only one piece missing. Correct, so they took the only slice. weird. Yes. Yeah, which right. is pretty weird for a birthday party to just have... Like, I mean, who are Michelle and Mike, these assholes who just cut into the cake by themselves without anybody singing happy birthday? Well, they also break into the apartment and have sex whenever they want. So I guess I mean, that's true. the type of people they are. I mean, not even break in, though. Apparently they have a key. Right. And Johnny doesn't mind. That, that party, I feel like, is talked about and being planned for so many scenes in a row. It's so confusing when the party is happening because they're... Yeah. yeah. They're talking about it as if it's happening like that night, and then in four days of stuff goes by before it happens. And in between, I guess they all try on their tuxedos for some reason. For, for the wedding, <laughs> like, right? For I assume. Birthday, yeah. For the birthday But they're party. just trying them on all at and once. And the wedding is in like, a month. A month, yeah, yeah. So but they say... They all just ran. <laughs> but they say it's in a month from the beginning of the movie, and then it seems like at least two weeks worth of stuff happens. And they're still mm -hmm. saying it's a month. Yeah, time is crazy. Also, like, he starts recording. He finds out so early in the movie that she's cheating on him. 
because he <sighs> overhears her and then he starts recording her and then the whole movie happens before yeah that gets picked up on. and overhears her on the stairs six feet away from her. yeah <laughs> kind of almost feels mean to just point out plot holes it's, it's a masterpiece but that's the thing is like that's what makes this movie amazing mm -hmm. is is all of these just insane plot holes just make it even more charming for some reason famously he only handed the actors pieces of the scripts for whatever day they were shooting so it definitely seemed like it was shot without any sort of organization and then just sort of cobbled together i guess yeah there's very few consistent choices and so little plot, ultimately, even though there's so many people yeah. talking and giving so many details. I love... But nothing really happens. The amount of detail he goes into about how him and Lisa met, which is just... He, like, saw her... He saw her drinking coffee yeah. and said hi. Yeah. <laughs> and then the interesting part is she paid for dinner on their first date. Uh-huh. And then as he moved to San Francisco with only... Two, a $2,000 check $2, from an out-of-state <laughs> bank. Yeah, he couldn't <laughs> cash it because it was from an out-of-state <laughs> bank. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> His second full-length directorial effort is still to come. It he Apparently, it was supposed to be released in September of 2019, but wasn't finished in time. It's called Big Shark. There is a trailer for it online. It's starring him and Greg Sestero and a third guy. And it looks very B-Monster movie. I, I assume you've... Yeah, yeah Aaron, did we, we... You didn't see it, right? I did not see it. But I again, I, you know, hard to hold out hope. Maybe there'll be... I don't think you're going to top yeah. the room. Before I watched the trailer, um, I thought, you know, Big Shark would be a metaphor for something. But then it's actually a, a Big Shark, well, um, which was surprising. <laughs> well, and it's them saving New Orleans. From a big yeah, shark. Yeah. It's not personal enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. Uh, well, no, I mean, it's, it's about his childhood. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know that Tommy is from New Orleans, so maybe he had to save it from a big shark. If anyone did and we didn't hear about it, <laughs> I'm sure it was, it was Tommy. Definitely him. Yeah. I'm not sure if he understands what a, a not great job he did at telling a, a coming of age relatable dramatic story <laughs> well i do have i do have a question about because his influences seem to be like classic movie actors james dean tennessee williams he's always talking about uh, marlon brando but what is he basing the four sex scenes within 30 minutes on <laughs> I, I, I i that is an artistic choice i don't understand outside of being someone who watches like softcore porn you know what i mean where where else right is he seeing that and assuming oh this is drama this is high american art well i i know he is technically from uh louisiana but <laughs> right. if he did have any sort of background in eastern european cinema <laughs> let's just say hypothetically mm -hmm. um there right. is quite a bit more romantic sex scene sort of interactions in those films it might be based off of that, or it might have just been a market marketing choice because of the Lisa's such sex bomb, right? Um, that people are just <laughs> want to see that package unwrapped. I do, I do uh, feel bad. I feel bad m mocking that actress at all I because I feel terrible I, for her. I know she probably never would have gotten as famous without the room happening, but like she legitimately was the worst off coming out of that. Film. Oh yeah, yeah. I have an issue with the phrasing of "wouldn't have gotten that famous" because I think that people think all actors want to be famous, mm. and I'm sure 
they wanted some kind of notoriety, but I'm not sure anybody would choose this type. Sure. It feels really bad knowing that she was cast in this role where everybody's talking about how beautiful she is. And, you know, she's an averagely attractive and on the set, even with a crew that knew what they were doing, the environment there definitely did not allow them to do her any additional favors. Taking out of account everything she's gone through since the release of this movie, like just watching the scenes that she mm-hmm. does and how much she is willing to do for to give. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. hard. And it's hard to think how uncomfortable that must have been. I remember telling Nick, I was like, you know, I have I've had a lot of a lot of nudity and a lot of sex scenes. And I cannot imagine signing up for a film where I have this many sex scenes, particularly where I have multiple sex scenes where the lead actor that my sex scenes are with is the guy who wrote it and is directing it because that always feels like some kind of like yeah personal you're trying to get at me thing it makes me very uncomfortable absolutely when the other guy is like his best friend or at least the other guy making the movie anytime somebody casts themselves as somebody who is highly regarded in the film Mm -hmm. yeah it it's weird it's it's kind of creepy for everybody i think and then when they have multiple sex scenes and all of them are missionary so even yeah. putting all of it, all the rest of it out of the, your mind, the, the idea of someone being on top of you for that long. Grinding your midsection. Yeah. You're knowing that this this is the person who wrote this, this is the person who chose you to be underneath them yeah. for this extended period of time without a shirt on. It's almost weirder to me to watch specifically the later Greg sex scene to some extent because it le- like because Tommy is so clearly strange and i feel like anyone who met tommy would sort of get that from him whereas greg his willingness to do that and i also think greg's is the longest one i think so oh really no i think the you are my rose song (laughs) my rose yeah you are my that one is really really long that has to be the longest it at least feels well, maybe it's just maybe the greg one and hopefully this is the case maybe they're reusing footage and just like cycling it because i definitely feel like the visuals in the greg one feel so like yeah i get it yeah. at least with with tommy there's like a it's build to footage. here's his butt here's his that's true you know I mean? like, right, right, right. yeah there's right. rose touching yeah yeah for me in particular, one of the things that is the most uncomfortable in, in every scene like that I've ever done, I've always gotten, can you make some sounds? Oh. And I, the, and all the sex scenes I've done, all the nudity I've been willing to do, it's always, can you make some sounds? And I say, absolutely not. Yeah. I don't know why that's where I draw the line. It just makes me so uncomfortable. So watching these and hearing all of these obvi- these sex noises that were obviously added after the fact, like these people had to come back in or after shooting the scene, they had to sit there and moan into a microphone. I was again, they had to do this again. <laughs> I was going to say one thing that I think is fun, like a, a, a staple of bad movies is when you can 
spot ADR really easily. This is a movie where some I go back and forth with not being able to tell, specifically because of Tommy. Yeah, it's just because of the way he speaks and the way his face moves, it's hard to tell if he's ADR or not. But those sex scenes, right. like a hundred. Yeah, it's uh, very. I, it's very obvious. Obviously, they're not even touching each other, and there's already some oh yeah. Lisa and moaning going on, yeah. and they they haven't even gotten into a bed yet. <laughs> yeah. So it's obviously not what was going on at the time. There's different charm all over this thing. There's like, well, that wasn't a mistake, but that's weird. There's that was clearly a mistake. There's different levels yeah, yeah. of what is going on here that happened throughout the entire thing. Yeah. You just you can't do this on purpose. Right. Not you can't. Right. You, have to, act, you, you have, have to act. You have to accidentally do this. Yeah. You can't. This has to be yeah. you really thought you were. Well, and doing something. And you were also. But at the same time, you were also just trying a bunch of stuff, you know, and, and then leaving it yeah. all in. Right. Yeah. And like not the, taking the flower anything shop out. Scene, the infamous flower shop scene. Like, flower why shops. is that in there at yeah. all? Who would write yeah. that? Why would they shoot it like that? Yeah. Uh, what is the purpose <laughs> of it except for him to get the red roses for her? Like, why did he decide that he had to show him getting the red roses to bring them to her and not just show up? With yeah, them? but yeah, and yet it accidentally adds so much. I mean, <laughs> it does. It's yeah. It's extremely important that we know that everybody in this town, not just the people in this building, love Johnny. I think that is to some extent important in in terms of selling the narrative. That's a good point. Yeah. He is everyone's favorite customer. Yeah. But the, <laughs> I think my favorite thing about that scene, only because it's probably the scene I've seen the most, at least in terms of a full scene, but <laughs> his parking job <laughs> was my favorite thing this time. Because <laughs> he was just hanging out so far into the street. Oh, hi, doggy. Okay, well, we could just talk endlessly about this, and I'm glad we are, but before we get into the pitches and all that kind of stuff, I did want to mention some other sequel-type things that exist. There is a musical called Oh Hi, the Musical, um, which I, I only listened to the first track of, and it was... It was too bad. To some extent, chronic further chronicles the Denny and Chris R backstory, as well as giving you a little bit of a like a, a backstory to Johnny, Lisa, Mark, and their love triangle. Some prequel vibes there. Okay. There is the room, the video game, just like a, a point and click adventure online. That fills in. There's a video. Yeah, there. it has Chris R escaping prison. And stealing Johnny's car and killing Peter in a hit and run during Johnny's party to explain what happened to Peter. And also shows that uh, Johnny was an alien inhabiting a human body who, when he's killed at the end, goes back to the mothership lamenting that humans are evil or women are evil or whatever. And then dances with his fellow aliens, all of whom look like naked Tommy Wiseau's. Um <laughs> So that sounds, sounds pretty fun. I now know That's what we're playing on my stream on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have said many times watching this is Tommy himself an alien because he clearly thinks this is how humans interact with one another. The, the last sort of weird prequel thing is that uh, the woman who plays Michelle, Robin Paris, she made a mockumentary web series called The Room Actors, Where Are They Now?, which features uh, everybody sort of, with the exception of Greg Sestero and Tommy, doing like interviews and then short cutscenes of like fake versions of where they are now. And they're all kind of dressed in their wardrobe. The, the mockumentary I have not seen that much uh, of. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 
I would say the one person that I kind of hoped would have gotten work out of this because you just see her acting 100 at what she's at a hundred percent the whole time is Claudette. Absolutely. Yeah. What she did with the character, it's, it's very organic and natural and it's, it's impressive to be able to deliver all those lines in such a way that are believable yeah. <laughs> and like definitely credit goes to her. We were talking about that y yesterday too. Yeah. Oh, I did want to actually ask about this because Kim constantly brought it up. I understand that Tommy looks wise is not everybody's cup of tea necessarily but <laughs> she kept commenting on his skin which didn't stand out to me yeah it is he, it, he has the physique of a, someone in their mid-40s at the time <laughs> uh who, who, still, who still works out a lot yeah. you know but is trying you know trying to keep himself in shape but they've aged quite a bit i think that's what he looks like so, so yeah, loose I there's always, some looseness basically yeah, yeah i've always gotten the idea from his face that he had had some procedures but was much older than even we realized because he looks like whacked yeah now. yeah mm -hmm. the the way that it always seemed to me was that he had work done a while mm -hmm. ago and has aged out of that and that work isn't working anymore which, <laughs> um that's that's kind of the impression which is, i guess I what usually happens I, yeah right i would say six yeah that would be yeah i would I say would, he's probably 10 I, years older yeah. than yeah yeah, I would I would say mid to late sixties. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I I would say when when the room was filmed, there is no way he wasn't at least forty two. That's he the youngest I would ever put him at. <laughs> That's going to be my, and Greg, my bottom figure. In his twenties, early twenties at that point, really mm -hmm. puts into right. perspective the <laughs> life that that guy had at the time. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, so then moving into the. Uh, questions i always ask before we get into the pitches i feel like we've definitely kind of gone over this one but perhaps there's more to say should this movie have a sequel uh, i think i think we've seen that that there there is it is a lightning in a bottle situation and there's no way to recapture the essence of it, it just will never well work. and i was trying to yeah. think of scenarios in which it would be possible i guess the only scenario that works is that he sort of like made a several movies at once before releasing any Right. Sure. Right. You have it, 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 like it would have to be a, ne a Neil Breen situation, I guess, would be the best example of that. Well, um, so I, I have yet, I have yet to venture into that as much as I've seen clips, and I'm very excited to do so. But that, I mean, uh, he doesn't have. He almost is like an anti-Tommy, and that his essence is like super flat. Yeah. Sure, but but he, he was able to continue making a film every three or four years. And he made four or five of them before he really got any sort of national attention. So they all are fitting in oh. this sort of Neil Breen world where they are Neil Breen movies without any sort of outside influence or awareness. Okay, so that, yeah, that sounds like... Yeah, that yeah. may have worked. I mean, yeah. I, I want to say that's what I wish had happened to Tommy, but I The Room is so amazing as a singularity. Yeah. No point in wishing for more, I guess. If that were the case, the room would not be what it is because it was so obviously like the people who made this like obviously put their entire heart into this. And if they were going to do another project, I don't think that the room would have been as passionate as it was and subsequently as um, as epic. Yeah, well, and even I think the best thing to hope for in that scenario, like a Neil Breen scenario with Tommy would be that he made just other movies because like 
the idea of making a follow-up to the room doesn't make much sense. Like, what we're doing today is ridiculous for a variety of reasons. There are so yeah. many reasons. <laughs> Not only because of where Johnny ends up at the end, dead, but also because even if he wanted to make more, that cast probably wouldn't have been game. <laughs> no way. No way. Okay, but if we're if you're going to do it, as we are today, sequel or prequel, what do you think is is the sweet spot? Uh, so I'm going for sequel personally. Okay. I don't think there's a lot to 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 delve into prequel wise. All the backstory that is discussed in the movie is funnier as just one-off sentences, I think, rather mm-hmm. than scenes. Mm-hmm. Although uh, I can see Tommy Wiseau making an entire movie about meeting Lisa at a coffee mm-hmm, shop. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> that man is the only man that could make that story a full-length feature film. Sure. The first scene is him trying to cash yeah. a check. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is from an out-of-state bank. What? Yeah. <laughs> I do have a prequel pitch. I, okay. I, but it's also a prequel that okay. turns into a side cool. This the perfect scenario for how this would have been made is that Tommy filmed all of these scenes as well, you know, and just never released them, or it was like a lost movie. <laughs> okay, got it. That's me. So it's called The Vault. Uh, in it, we see Tommy working as a banker, which that alone I want to see so badly. Absolutely. You don't yes. even get to see it at all. And I, w- I want to see it so bad. And we see all of his ideas that are being put into practice, saving the place bundles, which include the design of a brand new state-of-the-art vault that is talked about, but we never see. We, in it, we meet Johnny's favorite customer, the only one he talks to within scenes for more than just like a courteous like, oh, hi, nice to see you, bye. So I hear you want an FHA yeah. loan. So they, like this is the one customer yeah. that we see him have several conversations with. They're only loosely about banking. They He's giving financial advice so that this person can save for an engagement ring for his girlfriend or whatever. So it's about love. Um, we also meet a female customer who obviously has romantic feelings for Johnny. It's almost like adds to the tragedy that he should be with her, but he won't because he loves Lisa so much. Like she (laughs) likes him for the right reasons. The final major characters we meet in this are the assistant manager who loves Johnny and is always defending how hard he works to the evil manager. I almost had it a woman because they talk about how women are evil, (laughs) but... It is very Tommy for the evil manager to be. Yes, but I think he refers to them as a son of a bitch at some point. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the evil manager, a man who basically baselessly hates him and can't wait to not promote him. Throughout the movie, we see Lisa and Mark and Denny come by to visit Johnny at work. Denny, who is specifically trying to get money from the bank, adding to his Chris R. subplot. There's an interaction with Lisa and the girl who earnestly likes Johnny in which Lisa, you know, evilly flaunts their relationship in her face. We see Johnny get passive for the promotion, even though he has just gotten them their biggest new client. Uh, We also see him get fired, something that he doesn't know how to tell Lisa about. So this happens during the action of the room, which explains why... In that one scene where he leaves, dressed for business, and then you only see him wandering around San Francisco. Like, that's like he, what he does all day. Yeah. For a job. 
Um, or he's just pretending to be working because he's been fired and he doesn't know how to tell Lisa. And I think also gives a little bit of a further explanation as to why he kills himself because he has nothing. Cheap. And then I have here as an epilogue, when Johnny's favorite customer finds out about his death, he breaks up with his fiance on the spot for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Extra giggles. So that, yeah, that's the vault. That is my prequel pick. That's a, that, that is yeah, a very that Tommy is, choice. Like that it. is, yeah. yes. So does anyone else want to go next? You want me to go? <laughs> sure. I, I have, I, I don't, I don't want to influence anyone with mine because I'm, I'm, t I'm taking a little mm, bit of a mm -hmm. turn. Well, okay. Um, you sure about that? Maybe I'll change my mind. All right. So, uh, mine, mine is a sequel in which we follow Mark oh. in his trial oh. for the murder of, of his best friend. Um, and, and one of the key witnesses in this, um, Mar so Mar Mark and Lisa have both been arrested for, um, conspiring to murder nice. Johnny, the key witness, um, being Denny, Ooh. who has, of course, has come in and found Mark and Lisa covered in blood standing over mm -hmm. Johnny's body. Um, and a big, a big problem um, that we see Mark's defense pressing time and time again is that his fingerprints are not on the weapon. But he and Lisa were both there, and there is so much recorded evidence of the two of them wanting Johnny gone. They hate him. They want him gone so they can be together, and that's the case yeah. against them. The problem for Mark is that he could probably get off the hook if... Lisa would just work with him <laughs> because we know <laughs> we know that they didn't uh -huh. do this because we've seen what happened and we know that he didn't do that. He didn't do this. We know that she directly did not do this. Um, but all the evidence points towards the two of them. And if Lisa would just work with Mark and Mark's attorneys, they could most definitely get off the hook for this, this man that they didn't murder. Um, but Lisa is only in it for herself because she's sure. a sociopath. And her mother is telling her to look out mm -hmm. for number one. And so she and her attorneys will not work with Mark. And she is going to testify and lie about both of them being abusive and pin the entire murder on Mark. Ooh, love that. Um, I would like I would like to say that we we wrap this up seeing Lisa finally getting what she deserves. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's pinned on her at the end. Yes. Yes. There's there's far more evidence against against her. I do think a big a big problem um, that Mark is going to have to face is these you brought it up earlier, his consistent violent yeah. outbursts. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. throughout the entire thing and you know peter is clearly going to testify that mark dangled him off the yeah. roof of the building over something fairly insignificant but it was about his relationship with lisa yeah um so that's going to be a big problem for mark well and mike well. could also testify against because of the time that he just shoves him to the ground needlessly with the basketball um in that alley scene yes. which really stood out to me as a ma marvelous just like why did that happen <laughs> like what were they going for uh, yeah i think i think one of the biggest things um that will end up putting lisa behind bars and and not mark though is that we're going to see the testimony of chris Ooh, r interesting 
is he in jail? Was obviously present. Like, if he is, maybe he sure. made a plea bargain. Yeah. You know, made a yeah. deal. Right. Sort of how Tom, how easy of a thing it is for Tommy to set up the <laughs> recording device. <laughs> the tape recorder yes. plugged into the phone. I definitely feel like planting evidence yeah, you know, wouldn't be above this group's moral. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. No, no, I, no. I will say this. This is something I noticed. The gun that Chris R is holding is the exact same gun that Tommy kills himself with. So perhaps Tommy actually took Chris R's gun when he was oh, taking him to be yeah. arrested and kept that. In which case, Chris R's fingerprints. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Another Just thing I do it. like about your pitch is that Mark suffers. For the sake of, he always gives in right away. He always gives in. He he just he just walks on up to that. What else is she going to talk about in the bedroom? Yeah, with no resistance. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He he played a role in this. He's got to suffer. I I feel like the crazy Um, thing about the movie is he he is just as guilty as as Lisa for this particular thing at least. But as yeah. written by Tommy, she, is not to blame. The well, he even situation. gives uh, Mark that line that's like, hey, do you think girls cheat like guys do? Which is just like a forgiveness oh, of all right. guy cheating. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know guys right. cheat. Girls <laughs> don't, right? I mean, who is right? <laughs> if girls cheat, something must be yeah. wrong with her. It's, defi- it's definitely one of, those, one of those situations. I don't think anybody's going to walk away thinking, poor yeah. Lisa people would feel badly sure. for mark and i i mean i like him being stuck in any situation with lisa because he barely likes her he barely yeah. likes her and she she's using everyone yeah. around her and every and manipulating everyone around her in every way that yeah. she can though she's bad at it they somehow fall for oh, it. oh do you have a title yeah for this film mm-hmm. probably the oh cell. I love beautiful beautiful it's just as vague and because they don't <laughs> spend any time in a cell Perfect. That's yeah. <laughs> no, no. In various holding places. I also a love jail. that there is another movie called The Cell. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wild. But there is also another movie called The Room and another movie called Room. Yeah. So there's all kinds of parallels. The yes. only thing I think your pitch might suffer from his lack of Tommy himself, which is hard because he died. Flashback. Obviously, we're going to have to reenact what they're claiming happened, all these various things, but he wouldn't be the main character, yeah. unfortunately. I- I would argue that he's not the main character in the room. I yeah. think Lisa is the spoon. Mark is yeah, the second would, lead. Yeah. So that makes yeah. Third. Even though he <laughs> he is it in so many ways. Yeah. Um, I yeah. am curious if you went the same route, Nick, or if you found a way to bring Tommy into your sequel. So, all right, do you, you want my pitch? Yeah, we, I mean, do, you, moving do, on? do you want to go next? you want me to go next? Go I ahead. can go next. Cool. It's fine. As far as I'm concerned... You can drop off the earth. That's a promise. I am I am reinserting Tommy into the or Johnny uh-huh. into the movie, uh, into the sequel. Um, now, like I will, and and this is this is my excuse for it. Denny, Mark, and Lisa are not doctors. <laughs> um, you hear sirens yeah. at the end of the movie, but you don't really know if Tommy oh. died or not. Uh, Johnny. All right, so. My movie starts six years later. You hear you hear a, a faint beep of a mm. hard monitor, right? And then snap cut to a, a, a hospital bed. Uh, Johnny pops up out of the bed. Oh, he's been in a coma. He's been oh. in a coma for six years. He looks around. The room is empty. There's no one there. It's a long-term care facility. He takes off all of his stuff, 
inexplicably, his clothes are still there. He puts them back on and just walks out <laughs> of the hot. He starts, it's nighttime. He's wandering the streets of San Francisco. He, he walks up to his old house. He tries his keys. They don't work. Um, he doesn't know where his car is. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a note. It's just an address. It's, it's way outside of town, but it's just like an address. No other things for all in piece of paper. He finds a way out there, probably takes a taxi, even though he probably has no money, but that's fine. Uh, arrives in a mobile home park. Oh. Dilapidated, broken down, no idea what's going on. Knocks on the door. After a few seconds, Denny answers the door. He looks very disheveled, looks very strange, odd, obviously oh. on drugs. Very happy to see Johnny, though. Invites him into the house, sits him down. They have a long conversation. Denny was kicked out of the apartment as soon as Tommy went into long-term care by Lisa, um, who has yeah. taken the opportunity <laughs> with Claudette to, to take control of all of Johnny's finances, all of his holdings, and his power of attorney. And she's basically wiped him out clean oh. and taken everything, gotten back together with Mark, and they're living off of all his money, high life society in San Francisco. Denny, because he's now a convicted sex offender, his living situations are, are more limited, so he has to live in this this mobile park because he's poor and also can't live within 400 Oof. feet of a school. Um, so Johnny is is enraged by all of this, but not surprised, and uh, he tells Denny that it's time for them to take revenge. And Denny says, "Okay, I'm I'm on board. I know just the guy." They hop into Denny's, uh, uh, probably like 1987. Buick Skylark, uh, cruise over to Oakland uh, and meet up with Chris R., who is still friends with Denny because he buys drugs right. with them, obviously, has been continuously buying drugs with them. Uh, Chris R. provides them with an arsenal, and they basically, like, from then on, it's it's a revenge story with, with Johnny. Denny has a sidekick, and they are just undoing all the wrongs that Lisa has committed and Claudette has committed in the name of him. And you know, they, they kill Claudette. Mm. And then finally, you know, the final scene, they've, they've in, in, in a penthouse in San Francisco, they found uh, Lisa and Mark living together. And there's a standoff. And just at the last minute, Mark realizes <laughs> what he's done. And he turns on Lisa, points the gun at her, and shoots Ooh. her in the head. There's a catharsis there, and Johnny and Mark can become friends again. And they just rebuild their life from then on with Denny as their adopted Ooh, son. Man, I feel like they immediately got to go play football. Yeah. Probably go play football. <laughs> yeah, but there, there will be there will be an immediate turn from from bent on revenge to we're friends again, just in in a split second decision. Oh yeah, of course. Would there mm. be scenes of Mark and Lisa? We would never actually leave Ooh, Johnny's okay, point of like view. It. There would be some spying. You know, the way they, they, they really find out about it and get all the confirmation is him and Denny are like spying on them, seeing what's going on. They see Claudette at these fancy, you know, galas. They they see the different apartments they have. Because I assume that Johnny actually had a lot mm -hmm. of money, you know, because he mm -hmm. was providing for everyone. Figured out a way to steal all that. Oh, you know, but, oh and you have a title? <laughs> oh, I think it would be called The Last Bed, which doesn't really make any sense, but I think it kind yeah. of encompasses the movie. Yeah, absolutely. The Last Bed. <laughs> Whew, that was excellent. And I am so delighted already at the various directions chosen. I thought there was only so much you could draw from, but there is a lot. This movie is is rich with seeds. <laughs>
I know, right? Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, once I decided Johnny didn't yeah. really have to be dead, um, I knew how Johnny might finish. Well, and I feel like so. the way he shoots himself is not the most tried and true way to kill yourself. I feel like you had to go under the chin. Correct. Because uh, if you miss the brainstem, you just go out the yeah. back of the neck, and uh, it's Probably. very possible. All right, well, I'll finish us out with this sequel pitch. Danny, don't play too much. It may not come out right. I drew from, through the disaster artist, what we know about an idea that Tommy really loves. So you'll, I'm sure you'll see what I mean. Okay, so it picks up immediately after the room ends. The police arrive, and the head detective very clearly suspects foul play, saying he'll be keeping an eye on Lisa. He mentions that he knew Johnny and that Johnny helped them bust a wanted drug dealer, Chris R. So then, Johnny's ghost starts to haunt Lisa and then makes love to her. Um, I, the lack of, the lack oh, of sex God. scenes in the vault, I really, I really, uh, uh, I really doubled up on in, in this. Okay. <laughs> um, Lisa and Mark continue the relationship with Mark being just as dismissive and angry toward her as ever. They make, they make love. Couple sex scenes right off the bat. Gotta have it. One day, ghost Johnny hears Lisa on the phone or talking to in person, I guess, with Claudette. Seems more likely they'd be talking in person. Talking about her breast cancer. That night, he goes to see Claudette at her home. Turns out Johnny is not just ghost. He is also vampire. Cheap. He turns... <laughs> he turns Claudette to vampire. She is now healthy and vampire, but personality-wise, <laughs> she's the same. <laughs> Johnny turns Mark to vampire. Mark stops liking Lisa and is now attracted to Claudette because she is also vampire. Mark and Claudette make love. <laughs> God, heartbroken. I hope this scene is drawn out as the rest I sure of hope so. No reason. It's like a much older woman and a 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Either way, fantastic. Oh, God. Um, heartbroken, Lisa turns to ghost Johnny, and they make love again. The detective comes to arrest Lisa, but ghost Johnny kills him. Lisa thanks him for always protecting her and apologizes for the affair with Mark. But... Turns out, Johnny's plan has always been to turn everyone in Lisa's life to vampire. Cheep. He does, and then they all come over to her apartment and devour her. Ghost Johnny <laughs> laughs triumphantly, and I call this the haunted room. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, I, I, first of all, I love that that halfway through your pitch, it, it became in Tommy's voice. Uh, yeah, it it's hard. Immensely. Yes, my favorite thing about the delivery of your pitch was the lack of the word mm -hmm. a or the when talking about vampire. Yeah. That that was that perfect. I love that he he has a whole plan in the afterlife to get back at her, but it's it's subdued and not revealed mm -hmm. right away. So. The yeah. audience is and, left wondering. I love the idea of him laughing at the end because it would, you know, it yeah. would just be. A, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and it, it almost seemed wrong to follow up on the breast cancer thing, but I thought good way to lead into vampire. 
100 <laughs> yeah yes he's actually he's, yeah. he's actually helping her he's trying to help her because everyone loves johnny right he's and lisa's sensitive. the true villain of course um <laughs> all right so okay so then we'll have to do this by votes basically the way it works is you can vote for as many as you like i, f I liked all of them so i feel like i'm gonna vote for all of them maybe you can't vote for your own I think I think really the only we all have to pick one yeah. that isn't our own is really the only yeah. way to do yeah, it, right? Ooh, um, all right. My vote goes to. Oh, this is hard. I guess I guess I have to say the last bed, and I love the cell, but I think it's just if you have Tommy, you know what I mean. In yeah. an un, uh... Oh man, there's something that I can't pass up about the haunted room <laughs> and if, and of course it has the required sex scenes yeah i i honestly like i cannot pass up the idea of seeing johnny try to play a vampire and it just it has to be done so that that's got my vote too awesome. what a story mark you just slap some teeth on there and it's there you don't have to put makeup or <laughs> change the clothes Let's move on into Unsung Heroes. Hit it, Paul Jr. Unsung Heroes! It's a hard one because this is a movie where everybody is very aware of every even small part that exists. Nobody really talks too much about the guy who gave the excellent delivery of the line, Lisa's looking yeah. hot today. Yeah, I... <laughs> The guy at the party <laughs> to his yeah. to his girlfriend or wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I I do love just getting that assurance that she is hot <laughs> and beautiful. She is hot. She is so sexy. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent poll. I would like to know what exactly happened to um, Claudette. Yeah, that's true. Or in the special features of the room, she's the only one interviewed in the behind the scenes documentary like no one else is interviewed at all just like footage she's the only one who gives her two cents and she just seems like a real professional talking nice about everybody and, yeah yeah it's nice which may be why that's the only interview yeah. that we see <laughs> because she no one else was even willing to be nice yes but the only one i could i put down is when lisa makes the announcement for everybody at the party to go back inside and have some cake there's a person off screen that says, that's a good idea. And then with you guys, if I could, I wanted to introduce what is ultimately a brand new segment that I call Rad Ads. Rad Ads. Rad Ads. Movies and TV make me buy things all the time. You know what I mean? If someone is able to write something into yes. a movie, it makes me want that thing. I bought all the Game of Thrones beers. Pizza. pizza. Okay, it made you want pizza. <laughs> yes. It made me want yeah. pizza. A half Hawaiian and Indian bacon and half With uh, easy pesto cheese. artichoke pizza. Yeah. You think of everything. Literally the two least appealing flavors of pizza I could possibly imagine. I know. You know, I know there are fans of wine pizza, but I'm definitely not. And Pineapple is probably my favorite pizza topping, so I, I'm in that other category. I have to be 
wanting pineapple on my pizza. Like if somebody ordered a pizza and it, and they were like, we're getting pizza. And I'm like, yeah. And then it showed up and had pineapple on it. I'd okay. be confused it. because it's just, it, it changes the flavor of the entire yeah. pizza. So I'd be like, I wish you had told me this was Hawaiian so that I could be stoked for that as opposed to just I also, pepperoni. That is my issue with it. it overwhelms the flavor of the pizza and i do like right, a huh. grilled slice of pineapple you know yeah. a hot hot pineapple itself is great but on Delicious. a pizza it just overwhelms the flavor profile and just ruins the pizza for me. pickles is another thing i love on pizza i love pickles on and pizza. you get the white sauce too you do like the alfredo not always but yeah i i also when we order pizza here i i like the white sauce from the particular if i don't know why yeah. how, how do we very get <laughs> as tommy would like a very very american Product conversation as far as other things in the movie that that i would buy you know as far as seeing a product that obviously makes the time more enjoyable for everyone and it just looks mm -hmm. like they're having a great time um, is a specialty brand of liquor <laughs> that is half scotch. Half I, I had, yeah, scotch I had so much trouble figuring that out in my mind when I watched it because they never they don't say it's scotch, <laughs> but it definitely looks like she's bring she right. brings up yeah. the idea of drinking, she brings in what already looks like brown liquor, and then pours vodka in it. So yes, it's super yeah. super odd. Then pours vodka, and the vodka. And then they continue drinking like, yeah. vodka. Yeah, the vodka is obviously just smearing off or something. That's a choice that even Tommy uh, considered. I don't understand how that was made. Like, why? Why not just hand him the brown liquor? Yeah, right. or like if and and there's no mixers that go with vodka. Like, you wouldn't have vodka and Coke. I've heard of that, like but that. only yeah, in know, a British voice. Yeah, Vo I would have to. Well, I would have to assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I, I yeah. would assume that that was meant to be like diet soda or something like that. But I, I can't guess, imagine somebody pouring hot soda into some like let's pour vodka yeah, in this ice. hot soda. Like that's more it, ridiculous to me than pouring vodka in scotch. I mean, at best it looks like tea. Like it doesn't it looks even like look like apple juice. Well, you know what right. I mean? Like it's a non-alcoholic thing. It's hot tea yeah. or right. warm tea or yeah, it's. I like a hundred percent want it to be scotch and vodka. So I'm just, I'm sticking with that because that's Agreed. what I want it to well, be and in my head. It's the funniest version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but about even knowing that would, would taste good because they're having so much fun. I would absolutely yeah. buy scotch. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I mean, I, would, I don't I drink would, anymore. I mostly have a list of things this movie didn't make me want. It did yeah. not make me <laughs> want wine. It did not make me want <laughs> champagne because the champagne they're drinking looks weird. It looks like, Miller High Life. Yeah. It's like Andre. Um, it yeah. did not make me yeah. want cheesecake. <laughs> it did not make me want See that chocolate. and that's where that's where we differ. That's where Our where mint. yes, where where it got me was both mint hot chocolate and mint tea. Those were the first those were the first mint two things tea. that were said that I was like, Oh, I haven't had that in a while. It's a weird thing for an adult yeah. to order. <laughs> but um yeah. it's an interesting character too. He likes yeah. quintessential American yeah. classic. I would uh, purchase uh, various elements from a Tommy Wiseau uh, workout sure. clothing oh, he does, line. Mm -hmm. In the room, one of the things, one of the instructors included is Tommy Wiseau underwear is a thing that you can buy. Yes. Do <laughs> you own some yeah. already? Um, <laughs> no, the underwear. Where I, I really don't want Tommy Wiseau <laughs> that close to my genitals. Um, 
I, I definitely workout gear, workout gear. Yeah. The, like sleeveless hoodie, the, the gloves. I did go in and throw away all of Nick's black satin boxers. Mm. What black satin boxers <laughs> did I ever have? Like, like the yeah, ones I'm that Mike left behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, the ones that Mike yeah, left yeah. which was a very, oh, right, right, which yeah. was a tragedy. Those look like gym shorts, no. though. Those did not look like boxers. <laughs> as as he were, described it. Enormous. Those were... Yeah. Uh, me underwear. Yeah, me underwear. Yeah. yeah. The undies. Uh, oh boy a comic genius cut down by this film what a tragedy i've kept you guys long enough at least in terms of talking about this so it, before we head out is there anything you'd like to plug well i think that this coming week i'm going to have to play mm. the room um it, what is it called i think the, it's the room yeah. tribute mm -hmm. i believe is what it's called um, I'm going to have to play that on stream now. So I'm I am live on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Twitch at Aaron Marie OMG. And I'm going to have to play the room tribute now. Um, geez, if I could plug anything that I would love for people to watch. Um, it would probably be the top that oh, rap nice. from Teen Witch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, go yes. out and watch. That. I've only that's heard my, tell of it on on how did this get made? pretty amazing uh yeah all right cool right on <laughs> well i uh i'm just gonna take this opportunity to do something that i don't think i've ever done on this podcast before and say if you like what you've heard like and subscribe yeah, on right. apple Podcasts. it's also on spotify uh stitcher uh, I, any support is appreciated so thanks for listening and and all that well we gotta go <laughs> yeah yeah don't worry about it final tally 27. Thanks a lot. Bye. On the next follow-up showdown. The movie we're here to talk about She's All That. Our guest today is Adam Hoffbauer. As I found it to be kind of written by and for no one, but I have a, an alternative casting that I think would have made the movie substantially better. <laughs>